Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Uh. The Minister for Sport says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. Well, I'm going to see in Paris that I can't see now. Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Uh, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome back to Unpacking Brisbane. And we've got a very exciting episode today, Henry, because we're finally back to normal. Thank God there's no elections or worldwide pandemics yeah. that are getting... It's over. <laughs> it's done. Uh, we fixed it. I think <laughs> our podcast fixed it. Everyone got informed real quick. Yeah. And it's such a relief. Such a relief that it's done. And now we can talk about what we like talking about. Suburbs. Suburbs. It's what brought us here in the first place. And I imagine for many of you listening, it's probably what attracted you to us in the first place. Hey, they're talking about suburbs. How cool is that? No one does that. Yeah. Insanely unique. It's a it's a new pitch. It's an original pitch, and we're happy to do it. Mm. But uh, we've returned to normalcy, and I think we'll lead off the bat, Henry. For those who didn't read the title of the episode as they were clicking on it, what suburb are we looking at today? We are doing the difficult to spell but easy to live in <laughs> Indrapilly. Ah, uh, a classic. Oh, I don't think we ventured too much to the inner western suburbs and. Well, we did um, going on. We did Brookfield. We did far west, didn't we? We did Brookfield, but this is a little more. You know, if you metropolitan, I guess. Like if you're even ranging from Tawong to a Graceville to a Sherwood, Chelmer, Taringa, Orkinflower, this one's kind of for you. That little nexus of the inner west run. This one's for you. Yeah, but uh, uh, with the return to normal, um, rest assured, our critics, many of whom are our closest friends, uh, some of the normal segments aren't coming back. Characters are still gone. Yeah, so we we spoke about this in our specials. If you didn't catch it, essentially. Uh, season one, we liked to have a bit of fun where we'd have a guest on the show. Some people hypothesised that the guests were uh, improv impressions of characters we'd made up. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even made up on the spot, literally as the mic. There were times where the mics would turn on, we would be introducing the other's character without knowing what it was going to be. With the eternal fiction of... Oh, Henry's just gone. As if, like, mm. that is how we record this thing. If you had to leave, like, I wouldn't be surprised by it as the interview was coming in. We'd yeah. just reschedule. You'd probably turn it off. Yeah. So, yeah, the characters have been... But, again, this is the thing. We did an Instagram poll on our Instagram, if you don't follow us yet, Unpacking Brisbane, it's the yeah. name of the show. And we kind of said, hey, what do you think of the characters? We put it out there and... The votes were substantially in favour of characters. They're like, I don't mm. hate them. We thought they were fun. Now, you'd argue, I guess, that the people who are voting in an Instagram poll of ours are probably a more devoted fan base. Well, yeah, than, that's the thing. Is if you follow us on Instagram, you are probably more likely to care about like the weird shit and characters we do. Yeah, I feel like Tawong uh, Mazda and yeah. uh, the, the Brisbane Times yeah, Instagram like are real fans. Yeah, Green Beacon's not really coming into bat either way. <laughs> um, but we'll leave you with this one on the character things. Is One of the characters was actually real. Mm. Um, and we're not going to reveal right now who it was because we've kept this to ourselves um, and no further hints, but there's seven characters that it could have been and one of them was real. Oh, wow. Well, we'll let that uh, we'll let that one lay. But for now, we just thought out of respect yeah. to a segment we're no longer doing, we might just take a moment yeah. and reflect on uh, some in-memoriams. Remy. That dog from New Farm. The, the kid? Tot. Was it Tyson? Hunter. Hunter? Hunter. Is that the footy players? It's like Hunter Mar or something. Which is, No, yeah. Hunter Mar's a guy I went to school with. But I think he messaged me and was like, did you use did my you name know? in a podcast? <laughs> there was... Um, he was the Brookfield show. That uh, West End musician. Yep. 
Loose. What was the name of the band? Loose. It wasn't Loose Change, but was it something like that? It was some. Yeah. I mean, it's a. And tough he wrote in- songs about foot foot prisons. Yeah, it's a tough indictment on where we're at at a podcast that even we can't summon up the mental energy and fortitude to care about our own characters. I can't say I'd go back and listen to the episodes if I'm being blatantly honest. No, I haven't listened to them. Well, I had to edit them in, you know, hostels in Budapest and stuff. That was awkward as shit at like (laughs) 4am. So I'm I'm happy to never listen to those again. I love recording this show, but Mm. uh, and editing it in the comfort of my own bedroom is great. But, you know, having to do it on the road. Actually, what am I talking about? We um, released it all live in 2019. Yeah, Joe flew. They were recorded day off. Joe flew back. Yeah, I flew back. It was pretty awesome. Um, But Henry, so characters dead, Indra Pilly back, and do we have an update on another running theme of the show, a man with the initials AL? Mm, yeah, this is a tough one. So yeah, Pretty rough news. People asked us about this. People said it wasn't addressed in the specials, but being back to regular programming, you would have known if you listened to the last season that Andrew Lofthouse, anchor of Channel 9 News, was, well, he was somewhat of a, a dalliance of ours. Well, to me, he was a father figure. He was a dad. Um, and that's not a knock on my dad, who's a lovely, lovely guy. We're actually recording in his home office right now. But he's no Andrew Lofthouse. He doesn't present the news with a your, firm he, hand, but a no. cool charisma. And your dad once, I think, was getting threatened. And we're all sitting at dinner, the three of us. And then he sort of just gingerly into his uh, into his stir fry. I could hear him kind of summoning up the courage of being like, tonight's top, <laughs> tonight, tonight's top story is a dad in Grange area has been <laughs> accused of loving his son. And I was like, and I took it upon myself to put down my stir fry and say, Pete, Pete, you're not lofty. <laughs> you, you can do, just be Pete, mate. Well, that's- you're not fucking lofty. You've got so many theories. <laughs> You've got theories. You're I want to hear theories. You're not good enough to be lofty. Well, you got so many. You got so many passions about your son, mate. You're not good enough to have a son. You're not good enough to have a son. Got really critical. It was weird. I was in the bathroom as well. You haven't told me about this from now. <laughs> That's so awkward. So you had to sit there for my dad, sort of like weeping into his stir fry. That's why the stir fry was so watery because he, <laughs> he cried into everyone's. He got up. It was weirdest thing. He got up, walked around the table, oh and God. like dispersed his tears because well, he was I like, didn't think if, I was he in- said, "If if I'm gonna eat tears, you're all." Oh, I thought tears. it was very salty as well, but I like salty. So I was like, oh, like maybe some anchovies, like a bit of water got into this pizza. We said this intro was going to be tight. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it tight. Let so the audience know what they need to. Update on Andrew Lofthouse. Why are we not pursuing anyone anymore? A, got bored of the bit. B, yeah. I had a very interesting reveal over the Christmas period. So okay. you were still overseas. I think yeah, you were in Berlin. Yeah. And I ventured off to Stradbroke Island. Oh, gorgeous. Um, and I was there Which, with... Uh, couldn't do any more. No, no. Yeah, yeah so uh, in, in simpler, gone dark. simpler times. But mm. I was there and a good bloke named Harry Connolly, uh, a, a very good friend of mine and uh, a funny man in his own right, he said, Bretzy, mate, I, uh, I listened to the podcast. And I said, yeah, cool. Thanks for doing that, man. And he said, not a problem at all. And then he said, but I have to tell you some hard news. And he sat me down outside outside Fins and Fries, the and shop I, there at Stratty. Yeah. Dare I say, Henry, we don't get a lot of hard news in our life. Mate, we just it's sail on <laughs> yeah, We sail through. If someone said, Joe, I've got some hard news, I'm immediately thinking, well, this has got to be one of the worst things I've ever heard. I think hard news, I'm thinking, a hard-boiled egg. I love, <laughs> I love those for breakfast. Thanks. Anyway. It wasn't a hard-boiled egg at all. No. In fact, it was the opposite. A soft-boiled <laughs> egg. <laughs> maybe not, like, maybe, yeah. not, maybe <laughs> not the exact okay, opposite. Okay, maybe not the exact opposite. Yeah. It was. But it wasn't that. No, it was hard news, wasn't it? Oh, it yeah. He sat me down and he said, 
Bretzy, this is not egg related. And I went, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> goes, but on your egg salad, I put hard news and uh, I need you to deal with it. Tight <laughs> intro. At this point, I said, Harry, can you get past the egg stuff and tell me what you mean? He goes, Andrew Lofthouse, the guy you call the unofficial dad of Brisbane. I said, mm. yeah, I know about him well. I did seven episodes about it. Why are you telling me? Why are you mansplaining my own podcast? He said, shut up. So he there said, was a lot of tension between you and Harry. <laughs> at this point, it because it, at this point, it's about to come to was, blows. Was he? Did he continue on the egg thing? Was he like, "That's exactly right, Henry," and it <laughs> descended into blows? He, I said, "You've got to be yoking me." <laughs> he goes, "Mate, That's Andrew cool. Lofthouse lives at the Sunshine Coast." No way. Yeah, he's a fucking coasty. He's a coasty who. Oh, I, don't, I hate saying oh. this word, and I hate swearing on the podcast. He commutes. I've said the oh, C word. He's a, bullshit. He's a C word. He's a commuter. Oh, that's fucking disgusting. He's the voice of Brisbane. Oh. Why isn't he in the voice of Wynn with their Joyce Main and Harvey Norman commercials? Channel 9, they have TV on the Sunshine Coast. Oh, I know. So this is what I'm saying. If you're listening to this, I'm not even going to call you Lofty anymore. You forfeited that title when you lied to a city. Hey, Andrew, mm. you, you're a liar and you're a commuter. That's disgusting. Oh. So we don't you do make, you know, we you don't do? do commuting in Brisbane. Oh. You commute in London. They have a commuter belt, sure. Oh. Like Sydney, maybe. Oh. Brisbane, fucking oh. live at Red Bank Plains. Oh. It's awesome. Like, how are you commuting, you prick? Here's the thing. Oh, man. Get me a Andy Get me a Finergan because I feel fucking sick. What's Finergan? It's like an allergy, man. I don't know. Okay. It's just a first medication that came to my head. Listen here, really? Andrew. We're not. Gonna, we don't want to hug from you anymore. And if, if anyone, I would encourage you to write to Andrew. I yeah. don't know if this is legal. Uh, I encourage you to write to him and just maybe just say the word. It no, just you don't even have to write in the email. Just say in the subject line. Just say we know. Nice. W e I mean, space hashtag we know. Uh, if that, get it trending, guys. We know that the fucking anchor of our commutes. leading news station is a commuter. It's bullshit. And if that, I mean, we might need to retain some legal advice soon. Uh, because if we get a bunch of We Know campaigns going accompanied with my weird obsession with Adrian Schrinner's kids, yep. could probably there might be some legal questions on our hands. It's a shame we don't know any lawyers. Yeah. yeah oh, that well. sucks. Not much we can do about that. But talk about Indrapilly. Yeah, we're going to talk about Indrapilly. Last bit of housekeeping. Yeah. This is dragged on. This is... Uh, if no, you're still listening... It's fast, it's no, loose. You know it's fast, it's loose. And you know what? You're not hanging out with any of your friends anytime soon. So yeah, bro, I've had a great chuck Norman. A, chuck an AirPod feeling... in your ear or yeah. two. Or two. We should mono-mix it so that... My voice goes into a left AirPod and your voice goes into a right AirPod. I think you did that accidentally. Oh, right. And I think you did that in like a new farm. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. When I was like not knowing how to use computers. Yeah, because you're also like eight beers deep at retox. Yeah. And you're like, I've got to get the podcast yeah, down. I'm and they're like, have another shot, Joey. I'm in, Ber- I'm in Berlin being like, you know, you go to clubs here at 11 a.m. And it's like, aren't you, are you on your laptop in Berghain? <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, the last thing I wanted to say, someone brought up an interesting point. That I wanted to, to bring mm. to the uh, to the podcast. Uh, I was watching. I'm not ashamed to say. It, I was watching some ASMR. Uh, the oh, very you fucking should be ashamed to say. Well, I'm not. And can we just say this? I just want to get this out there into the public record on the podcast. Sure. There is an undeniable sexual element to ASMR, and it is a complete lie to say otherwise. See, I've had this argument with someone, and I was like, "No, it's not. It calms me down." Then, All the channels I've watched. Why is it? You go. I think you've anticipated. <laughs> no, no, no. You go. <laughs> well, I was saying, I was like. It's relaxing, it calms you down to helps me sleep, and all the channels I watch, I find them to be very soothing people. Yeah. There's no sexual element. 
Then why are all the girls <laughs> why are they very all gorgeous hot? young women? That's my thing. Is it's like uh, I can't say I, I can't these... say I'm watching the ASMR of like Wayne from yeah. Dara. <laughs> I mean, like here, guys, here's some bubble wrap. Am I can go to sleep? You fucking sleeping yet, mate? Bobby, I mean, I'd be terrified if like a large Australian male was trying to encourage me to go to sleep. But the stuff about like my my housemate or Jackie. Hey, it's Castlemaine Perkins here. We've just released a new beer at the height of the coronavirus. Has, any, has anyone seen a half-finished can of Monster Energy? Drink, 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 drink. Oh. And then they, and then they, and then they sneak away while tapping on a Great Northern. Well, Jack, my my roommate in Dublin was obsessed with ASMR and. Bro, like, what you, did you just say Jack, my roommate in Dublin? He's also like one of my best mates too. That was yeah, no, you know, you know Jack. <laughs> you know me being like, ah, oh, Nadine, my best mate's mum. <laughs> you know Jack, our unofficial producer <laughs> and collective best friend. Unofficial producer. Yeah, my roommate in Dublin. Yeah, um, friend of the show. Huge ASMR fan and just the- I know, me and Jack talk about it all the time. Uh, it, it disturbs me so much and, you know, I only have to record a podcast with you and see you every single day, but I had to sleep next to a guy who listens to ASMR for six months and Ip- that fucking scars you. Ipswich. Motorway, wait, 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 wait. Uh, anyway, GB, who is one of the most the mm. leading uh, YouTube channels of uh, of ASMR, she calls her fans uh, giblets, and oh, that's fun. Lady Gaga calls her fans little monsters, and there's you know there's there's <laughs> you know how there's collective nouns. I've forgotten that it's little monsters. I would right, be so embarrassed. You know what I did love? Mm. I think Directioner was very good for oh, one, for one dance. Yeah. I, I think that was strong. Little monsters is a like a bit of a leap. Well, effectively, someone just said to me, do you guys have a collective noun mm. in the style of those people for your podcast fans? And I thought we could quickly figure some out. Yeah. Uh, niche one, I, I suspect you won't like this. UB40s. <laughs> <laughs> Initials of the podcast plus the great reggae band from the 80s. I don't mind the UB40s. UB40s. Ha- that implies um, we only have 40 fans, though, which is pretty optimistic. Ha- um, Unpakistanis. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, Kerry Unpackers. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there the go. Kerry Unpackers. How's that? How's that? How's that? The Kerry Unpacking Brisbane story. Um, what did I say? Unpackistanis. Kerry. Uh, uh, well, well, right in. Maybe we maybe yeah. we'll do a poll on English yeah. so Oh, it's the um, UB forties. UBIs. Oh, oh, I thought you said UTI. No, no, no. Because we get inside you. Because we because <laughs> we get inside every cavity and fill you with knowledge. Like an absolute mess. <laughs> I don't know much no, about you, you, My you dad's guys. a gynecologist. Yeah. I should know more about this. Yeah, that's a good try. You know, like okay. unpacking so Brisbane interested. Mm. Nah, Sub- suburbians is boring. No, that sucks. But UBI. Okay, I think if we do a poll, we do like UB40s, yeah. Unpakistan. Yeah. <laughs> Unpakistanis. And Kerry Unpackers. Kerry Unpackers. I like those three. And one last one, Henry. Yep. Uh, let's say there was a bit of a Team Edward, Team Jacob dynamic going on between the two strapping hosts of this podcast. Ooh. Uh, what would be... Uh, I'd like to lead off uh, Henry's honeys. Oh, I was going to say, like, the Bretsons. <laughs> like, the Jet- like the Jetsons. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because we... From the future... Are you are you the futuristic <laughs> member of this podcast? And you're the, imagine you're the, if Flint, you you're had, the Flintstone to yeah, my friends. Imagine if you had two more years of knowledge of me because you come from the future and you come back and just record this shit. <laughs> and there's no insight into like, here's what intro would be like in the future. I'd love to find out you're a time traveller and just never did much with the information. No, fucking Harry Potter, mate. They were like, well, we have one of these time traveller things. We better give it to a studious girl. Oh, do you think maybe an aura could use it? <laughs> and then within two years, J.K. Rowling was like, 
well, that's the biggest plot hole ever. What if they just broke them all? <laughs> She's like, everything about that? Now, we've got these time-turner things, and uh, we were thinking, oh, yeah, how are we going to use them? Uh, catching dark wizards, uh, making sure that less muggles died in the Great War. Uh, no, we were thinking of it to just giving it to a girl who couldn't quite take a deviation and defend like, dark arts at the same time. It's like if someone found the vaccine for corona and instead of fixing people with it, used it to fix the Zoom connection of a student <laughs> on an online tutorial. Just so not what it needed. It's exactly like that. Um, all right, well, let's talk about Indrabilly. Wikipedia with Wikipedia. And we're back to everyone's favourite segment, Henry, as it turns out, Wikipedia Wig Out. Wikipedia Wig Out. Uh, for those who haven't listened before, it's basically where we just look at the Wikipedia page. Um, we don't really wig out, we just talk about it. But if you want to think we wig out... Sometimes you know, I wig out, man. Sometimes I wig out. Sometimes there is often weird, interesting shit that makes me just lose my fucking mind on Wikipedia. I wig out when they want me to donate. Yeah, that's a I wig. I hate that shit. Oh, that a wig. I used, oh, to, come a wig I used to come home from like recording this and mum would be up sitting in a chair with the lamp on being like where have you been and why are you wigging so hard and I was like it's the wiki it's the wiki uh, I had wig out induced psychosis after uh, the unreleased Chelmer episode Yo, never will be released when you wig too hard <laughs> uh, uh, so what have we got to say about Indrapilly we've got Wikipedia pages open Wikipedia's in front of us uh, the first thing I wanted to say yeah. is let's start with the spelling now this is something that comes up quite often with Indrapilly it's it's one of the abbreviations that doesn't actually quite match the spelling of the word. So, oh, yeah. obviously, the colloquial uh, reference to the suburb is intro. Intro. Or I'd even go so further. Um, now, I've never used this myself, intro people. The dross. The dross. The dross. Yeah, the dross. Well, I hear the dro. I'm sure the dross came from the dro. But they've added an S. Yeah. Also, dross is like English slam for, slang for something being unfashionable. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, I don't think like anyone... And I would say of all the all the flaws you could find in Indrapilly, I wouldn't say it's an unfashionable place at all, to be honest. No, no, I'd say it's... it's If you are an inner Western type person, very fashionable. Mm. Now, obviously, we're, we're not cut from that jib. No. Um, but if I was cut from that jib, if you grabbed a jib and cut the shape of Joe Dwyer out of it, I'd, you'd find me an intro. Yeah. I'm a, I'd be pretty angry. But well, yeah, hey, oh, wait, what are you doing with th those what scissors I, and my jib? What I do think is interesting about the spelling as well, and this isn't this isn't to call you out on your woke credentials, Henry, mm. but obviously it's the way it is because it's an indigenous word. More called out. Um, called out. But Did I just get cancelled by my co-host? <laughs> yeah, me just being like, hey, mate, I know I saw this in the planning document, but... um. Yeah, it's an indigenous word, move on. Oh, but shit, I, thought you, I thought I saw you pulling a hashtag from your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but what's interesting is, so it's an anglicised version of indigenous word, mm. like Woolloomooloo and Wollongong. So there must have been something about Australian early settlers who listened to an indigenous word and went, that's got a fucking lot of O's. That's got about <laughs> seven or eight O's in there. No worries, Woolloomooloo, Wollongong, Indrapilly. Hey, when Captain Cook got off the, uh, got off the boat, he was like immediately setting foot on land. He was like, well, I do believe I found quite a good little little part of the water. Oh, that's got a lot of fucking <laughs> O's. <laughs> the accent was that quick. Yeah, yeah you, you know, it's the climate in Australia. They say our accent came with the climate. He goes, well, indubitably, I'm rather glad to be in this fucking beautiful sunburnt country. Not bad. They're like, Captain, what's happening to you? You seem to have developed some sort of speech impediment. I might just come down there to the beach to help you. Holy fuck. <laughs> I've got a fucking little look at, those little... look at those bouncy... Look at those fucking bouncing wolves over there. Like a kangaroo. Kang 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 we got a lot of bloody O's right now. Kangaroo, you want to spell that with a lot of fucking O's? No dramas. We should do what we did with the kangaroo and put double the amount of O's into this fucking... <laughs> Indrapilly thing. <laughs> Indrapilly. But I do like it that um, predominantly white Indrapilly residents and students took it upon themselves to say, no, we're going to spell Indro like we would not. I like the idea that, because I actually once heard a interview with, well, 
I would say, our mentors. But I think with our current downloads, we're more competitors. <laughs> Hamish and Andy. Yeah, our contemporaries are Hamish Blake and Andy Lee. I think our frenemies, Hamish, <laughs> Hamish Blake and Andy Lee. I just had an interview with them once where they were talking about how when they do live reads for each radio's oh, market, yeah. and they specifically mentioned, they were like, mate, there's this place in um, there's this place in Brisbane called oh, yeah. Indrapilly, and we could just, ne- every time it was Indurupilla. Indurupilla, yeah. Indur- it sounds like a spell from Harry Potter, doesn't it? <laughs> Indurupilly. Indurupilly. Oh, no, Ron's a rat. <laughs> so take him to Madame Poffrey right now. He's got no bonds left. Hermione bit her tongue with the indulgent certitude. <laughs> <laughs> what other Brisbane suburbs sound a bit like a spell? Chalma! That's good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I was, was going to say, Springwood sounds like it's a wand material and so does Underwood. Ron, he's getting away. Belimba! Oh. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> and like, I think, to be honest, there's a weird connection. I'm sure it's with our anglicised language between the indigenous suburb names and Harry Potter spells. Because all I could think of was, ladies and gentlemen, I give to you... Taringa! <laughs> I don't think I don't think the <clears throat> scene of Harry in Prisoner of Azkaban saving Sirius from the Dementor's kiss would have had quite the same effect if he'd run down, <sighs> pulled the wand. <laughs> Mount Omini! <laughs> and then there's stuff like Wilston that just sounds like a very minor footnote wizard in a Quidditch <laughs> thing. So this is a podcast as much about Blimey, that pud just taken Wilston straight <laughs> off his broom. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Wouldn't it be funny if in the scene in uh, Chamber of Secrets when, you know, when he can't pronounce Diagon Alley. The flute it's powder, yeah. Diagonally. And he, ends, <laughs> and he ends up in Nocturne Alley. It's like they're trying to get to Indrapilly because it's like, well, we need to go to the uh, shopping centre to pick up your books and also maybe get a boost while we're there. Uh, uh, Harry, nice and clearly now, Indrapilly. And, and he just ends up in like Choma. <laughs> just, ends up, just ends up in like, you know. Is it Tawong Village? Is it like the Re? And he's like, Oh, it's fine. It's just not, <laughs> the re is definitely the nocturne alley of Brisbane. Let's clarify that now. Ooh, and that scary hand that yeah. grabs Harry's. But it's just, just some like random some like 18-year-old college dude who's got a bit aggressive <laughs> after a couple of rumbos. And you're like, oh, it's a pretty naughty environment, mate. <laughs> Regatta's definitely uh, the diagon alley. Yeah, so true, mate. Yeah. Uh, so so what else have we got to say? Having a, having a quick look. I know this is inevitably the most boring part of Wikipedia wig out, mm. but I love the population of different suburbs. Oh, I, I find it. that interesting. And Henry, I'm not sure if you've uh, clocked it yet. How big do you think the population of Indrapilly is? I'm I'm looking at the same article, but it is... It is shockingly big. 12,242 people. That's way more people than I thought lived And that's in including Sunday. Lizzie Delaney. Yeah, and... Just <laughs> weird. Yeah. weird. As if <laughs> Lizzie Wikipedia have written that. They're like, now I know what most uh, other journal articles don't include Lizzie Delaney. It's a friend of ours who lives in Indrapilly, by the yeah. way. Yeah, she's not like some cancelled Yasser Arafat figure who isn't like included in official calculations. That is a big population, isn't it? I guess is, it's a huge suburb. It is. And I think so much of my perception of Indrapilly comes from the fact that like I grew up in like the eastern and then the northern suburbs. Mm. So like you say Indrapilly, I didn't know how to pronounce it right until I was in high school. Until I was on the bus at Terrace and a blo- I overheard a bloke say it in passing. I was like, oh, that's what you call it. Because oh, I'd never been to the shopping centre. I'd never been to the suburb. Like, the Walter Taylor Bridge was foreign to me for ages. So, it, it takes so long. I think that's a shared experience of many people in Brisbane. Yeah, I'd say that too. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to... Uh, I'm a, I've scrolled a little further down the Wikipedia page. Oh, please. Into amenities. There are two cinema complexes in Indrapilly, the El Dorado Cinemas and Event Cinema Megaplex inside the Indrapilly Shopping Centre. Now, I want to come to this because it is rare that you would find in Brisbane two cinemas 
almost in eye line of each other. Like if you're standing, oh, in yeah. the, if you're standing on the right spot there in that kind of um, almost the V, that V there. Yeah. yeah. If you're standing the right spot, you really can see your event cinemas and your Eldorados at the same time. Oh, yeah. If you've got enough. If you, if you jump off the train station and you're walking mm. up, you've got. 10, 15 bucks in your pocket. I mean, movies are so expensive these days. Thank Probably God. about 50 bucks for popcorn. <laughs> oh, mud. And if you're going to get a mix-in at the Curled Rock next door to El Dorado, you're going to want to... Mate, how expensive is Curled Rock? We've covered this. It's absurd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did this in like our first episode. <laughs> so much Brisbane style. Yeah, Rosalie. Yeah, the Rosalie. Yeah, yeah. In um, our four-hour recording of Paddington. Now, nah, Cold, Cold Rock needs a revisit. <laughs> are they even still going? I don't know. Did you always realise They how should get Goanna to write a jingle for them that's like solid rock, but it's Cold Rock. Cold Rock, seven Frozen and Chewing on sour worms, <laughs> gummy bears, cold rock. Uh, there's a free idea, cold rock. Take yeah. it, run with it. Marketing, there you go. Mm. Um, though I always did think this was interesting. Now, say which cinema you prefer. Um, oh, El Dorado by a mile, hundred percent. Yeah, it's so it's much the more authentic. Choice. It is. It is not the big city, corporate, city slicker vibe no. that event cinemas is. Fucking also, there's an event cinemas everywhere. El Dorado. Oh, your trip feels, over one. You know, feels it a little bit more raw, a little bit more authentic. It's El Dorado's like, you know, going to an op shop and finding something brilliant. Can I posit this one to you? Please. Uh, El Dorado, Bernie Sanders, oh, yeah. event, Joe Biden. Uh, not only because we donors. like them. Yeah. yeah. And, also, and also because an event, the movie stops halfway and says something racist. <laughs> but uh, the other thing as well is that uh, I was texting dear friend of the show, dear friend of ours, Katie mm. Wheatley, very funny uh, Brisbane comedian. Brilliant, brilliant uh, comic and a, an ex-Indrapilly resident now. Yes. Really nomadic resident from Indrapilly to Sydney to Mount Omni. Mm, she kind of, she she's, she's bounced around Brisbane mm. in an attempt to get on our show just by, yeah. like, <laughs> by, 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 by different by covering one of them. Yeah, but all I our friends who've moved out recently, were, they were just trying to... Get on our show. Just no, it's pretty on. tragic. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of shout-outs this episode. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, it's a desperation a, for us to name our friends. It's almost like we miss them because yeah. of some sort of global event. Yeah, I wonder why we're thinking about them more than usual. So I texted um, Katie this afternoon Fabulous. and I was like, oh, any takes on Indrapilly? And she brought up uh, Event and El Dorado. Oh, and um, I was like, oh, yeah, true. And she goes, it, El Dorado, cult classic. She goes, she noted, she's like, you can bring an entire dinner into the cinemas. And she's not talking like, you know how sometimes you'd get a drink or lollies from home and yeah. sneak it into your hand? Or, or, or like or, maybe optimistically, like a little noodle box. Like yeah, like trying to... Like maybe your own chips from Red Roast. You probably get like a Simply Grilled in under your shirt. Yeah, or like two to. pieces of sushi. And I make a point of always having a Simply Grilled yeah. under my shirt. I was going to say, dude, it's really hot in here. You look really sweaty and I can just see the sweat seeping into your tomato relish. Yeah, and there's uh, just herbed mayo, mayo in yeah. my sock. Yeah, I hope it's herbed mayo, mate. You're not just happy to see me. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's cum. <laughs> Imagine if your gum looked like Herb. Anyway. Different show. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you haven't been listening to some sort of dirtbag yeah. podcast before we recorded this. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we basically, uh, Katie was saying, she's like, yeah, you can just walk in. Like, I'm pretty sure she walked in with like homemade meals. She's like, oh, I walked in with like a plate of roast beef once and like vegetables. <laughs> and, and they don't give a fuck. It's the Wild West down there. Can she bring a full bottle of wine? Mm. In as well. I feel like I've been to El Dorado with Katie once and there was a... And now... Oh, it's... it's now, now, I love goes. Katie. And if there's anyone in Brisbane who will know the places where you can bring a full bottle of wine in to a cinema or something, I think it's Katie. Oh, it's, it's a brilliant knack. Yeah. And she... Uh, another thing she was saying as well, <laughs> she goes... Oh, she's like... Oh, also, another note about El Dorado cinemas. There are possums, like, living in it. <laughs> 
And they're huge fans of, like, black and white cuts of American Psycho and that sort of weird shit El Dorado does. Yeah, I love the idea that there's, like, a family of possums who are just, like, incredible film critics by this stage. They're like, hmm, did anyone else find that Avengers Endgame really capped off the series in a way that we just can't see DC replicating for Justice League? Or, like, they're really contrarian and they're just possums sitting around, like, eating their own shit and they're like... I gotta say, guys, Moonlight didn't do it for me. It, <laughs> the lack of representation of the possum experience. The possum's like, I don't really like movies about black people. <laughs> They're like, family of racist <laughs> possums. What was that? What was that, mate? What was like, that? What was that? It's like, I was really torn by Green Book because I liked half of the leads. Um, <laughs> But the rest of the film didn't do it for me. Hey, Mem Fox, we've got a sequel. Possum <laughs> racism. <laughs> Possum the real, tragic. The real, oh, that's good. Like that. The real magic is uh, overcoming your differences. What? But in a very dark, vitriolic way. The possums are like, anyway, I've got a tree to make fuckloads of noise climbing up, so I might go and do <laughs> I might that. Go and do uh, that. But are you on for the 9.30 showing of The Lighthouse? <laughs> <laughs> Which I like because it's in black and white. <laughs> well, yeah, like their worldview. Man, I hate racist possums. I hate racist suck, possums. Man. You know what sucks about them the most? Yeah. You're like, uh, I don't know, they're racist. I have nothing else. See, I think what sucks about them the most <laughs> I is- I got distracted is, by something. Is they, <laughs> it's not an actual racist possum, is it, coming to- uh, <gasps> Oh, no, there's a racist oh, possum oh, at no. the window. I Go away. Take you, your prejudice, and that bit of branch okay. can, can fuck it, off. Take it. Back it to the 60s, you racist. Oh, dude, what if, like, when you saw, like, electrified possums on the road, what if those were, like- Race trader possums. <laughs> what if we ask on this lighthearted podcast that doesn't deal with the issues at all? Uh, Poss some of us. Yeah. Let's leave it on. Uh, Possum tragic was funny. Possum just, tragic was good. Let's pretend that's all we said. So there's a skill in comedy where you end with the biggest <laughs> laugh. Joe and I laugh in the face of the rule and keep yeah, going. We, we devolve into the lowest, worst form of the joke. And when it's at its worst, we end it. I think the rule of comedy is keep going until it's not funny. Yeah, legit. Like... Like, I'm genuinely all out of possum racism jokes. I'm sure if you gave me half an hour and a pen and paper, I'd have some more, but uh, this is the footy show. This is. This is. <laughs> and this is the footy and show, and we're not going to go there. It, but <laughs> <laughs> and I know some people dig it. I don't mean in the plumbing sense, but we're not going to go there because this is unpacking for <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, my God. Legends. So, yeah, that's. Oh, I love. I will also say as well, event cinemas, mate, on a public holiday, they're charging you know, like 21 bucks. Uh, that's the thing. Like, like, it's so like, expensive. It, it is one of the most overdone memes and like observations, but. Going to the cinemas is truly an expensive business, and particularly event cinemas. Parking at Indro, you know, let's say mm. you do half an hour of shopping beforehand, the movie, um, suddenly you're paying seven bucks for parking, 20 bucks for the movie, 15 bucks for popcorn, and I can't do a lot of maths in my head, but $42? Yeah, $42. Yeah. And then you've also got to sit next to some possum saying why they don't think Martin <laughs> Luther King Jr. did enough. <laughs> some possum being like, can I see a screening of Birth of a Nation, please? <laughs> uh Oh, what okay. else is Race in this Wikipedia page? Yeah, what else have we got? Well, I think there's there's a big one, Henry, mm. uh, and it's the schooling and the education oh, yeah, industry. True. Because Indrapilly does, I'll give it this, great reputation for education. A lot of schools. A uh, lot of schools. Ambrose Tracy, formerly Nudgy Jr. Yeah, formerly Nudgy Jr. Oh, Which got I'll bored never of being able, <laughs> I'll never be able to call it Ambrose Tracy. A- Ambrose. It's like, where do you go to school? Ambrose Tracy. Oh, Nudgy Jr. Yeah, like... It will I don't be- know why I'm having this conversation with a primary school student. <laughs> I'm like, your school's called fucking Nudgy Jr., it's mate. He's like, Nudgy I Jr. wasn't born. Also, like, it's what it's stealing from uh, terrorist kids in particular, and I know that's a weirdly large market for this podcast, <laughs> is the... Beauty of like I came to Terrace without going to Nudgy Junior or Terrace Primary. Oh, and you were one of those kids. Look at mate, I and was, you had glasses. You did not have a good time. No, no, you're right. No, really hard. And I decided to turn to comedy podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
But it's the- pretty awesome that a cool guy like me took you, <laughs> took you under his wing. Yeah, Mr. Cool Vice Captain 2013 in this little year nine thinking, wow, I can't believe Nudgy Junior and Nudgy Senior aren't related colleges. That's insane. It is Finding fu- that out blew my mind. It is funny that they're just separate schools and mm. it just was colloquial almost to be, oh, this is Nudgy Junior. And Nudgy Senior. Yeah, it's just what happened. I like the idea that Nudgy Senior's walking around being like, rugby, agriculture. <laughs> I'll say it again. Uh, Nudgy, agriculture. <laughs> An excellent sporting tradition. And then, it's like, like and then it's like, don't forget me! Like, oh, Nudgy Jr.'s here. I'm Nudgy Jr. They laugh at me with this family just because I am small. But I could get your kid to school in a Steve Irwin khaki lookalike uniform. <laughs> Those uniforms ridiculous, were ridiculous, man. What the fuck were they doing Why? for so many years? Like, they had this They had this fucking Steve Irwin khaki. I love Steve Irwin as much as the next oh, legend. But holy crap, a model. also, like, Steve Irwin wore that shit because he needed to. Like, he didn't yeah, he go wanted to, to camouflage into a swamp yeah, so he as could tackle cam- a beast. As opposed to camouflaging himself into a year five classroom, classroom with a smart board. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't off to read Cherub at lunch. Yeah, admittedly, Mad Dog's awesome chapter there, Sexual Awareness. Awakening for everyone. Around, around, around. Yeah, we've talked about that before as well. Oh, mate, we're just recycling. I talk about it all the time. We've done about 10 episodes. Um, Yeah, a lot of education. And just on education, so obviously you've got some Peters as well, Indro State High. But one thing, because we do want to talk about Indro State High, but one thing, Indro, and this is a big theme on our podcast, and I've just seen on the Wikipedia page, is a suburb that has absorbed another suburb. Ah, we talk about this a lot. Thank fuck they did, because the name of the other suburb is very lame. What is it? It's Long Pocket. (laughs) Where's my wallet? Oh, it's just a bit oh, deeper. It's, it's in my very long pocket. But UQ still has a research facility at Long Pocket. Oh, and they I do. looked it up. And it's the UQ Long Pocket, like, school of something. And it's oh. just, like, in Indra. So pointless. Bro, let me tell you this. I'm less concerned with Long Pockets and more concerned with Long Undies. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like a cool, like, I'm more concerned with the deep pockets Peter Hoy has for the CCP or something. No, I went with the dick joke. Yeah, (laughs) as we we often do when we're faced, you know, you come to a fork in the woods and you've got a dick joke and something intelligent on the other way. Always go with the dick joke. Always go come herved mayo. Um, Indro (laughs) State High, unique in Brisbane. Why? Not just because it's the only state high school in the I know this one. I know this one. You know this one? They don't wear school uniforms. No. That's not to say they're naked. (laughs) <laughs> they um, do it clothes It's not this nudist colony masquerading as a state school With I think quite a good music program oh. um, But no So they have free dress all the time And Henry can you just imagine How mm. fucking stressed you'd be Every morning if you had to figure out a different outfit In high uh, school Yeah gosh it'd be awful wouldn't it And like I remember it was almost the holy grail Of any student leadership team I remember there was almost like in the way that Gough Whitlam addressed the nation From yeah. the steps of parliament There was a moment we were all waiting for it I must have been like year seven or eight and the school captains emerged seemingly and the school was congregated round and we're like, oh, here we go. The Lenten appeal. It's going to be every year they announce it. We're getting a sports uniform day. We get to wear our sports uniform yeah. on a day that we didn't usually cool, whatever. And the captain just stood up and goes, <laughs> we've done it. <laughs> this is an incredible moment, but we have secured for all of Terrace <laughs> a free clothes day. It was pandemonium. It would have been like passing Obamacare. We didn't know and, what to and do. And then obviously ourselves. the free clothes day appeal went to Terrace's Supreme Court, which is yep. you know dean of students <laughs> sitting around with a clipboard looking pretty angry here in the arguments. I do, I do remember. Yeah, it was a huge thing, and I remember 
like thinking, oh, should I wear my Billabong shirt or my other Billabong shirt? Yeah, legit. Uh, but I was one of those kids because I was a little bit of a rascal, and I, oh, I, a rascal? I was a little bit I of a was such a nerd, mate. I was a little bit of a rascal. Yeah, and I said, you know what? What would a rascal do when faced with the chance to wear whatever the fuck he wants? So I wore like, like a bintang singlet. Well, no, I, I don't. No, singlets were specifically outlawed. Oh, okay, you weren't allowed to wear singlets. It's like the town in Footloose. Closed. Yeah, it was. Um, they were cl- closed shoes. Okay, fair. No singlets. Yeah. Motherfuckers be wearing hats. Yeah. Sunburn isn't having a day off, just your uniform no, no, is, you know? No, you're not wearing your bloody, like, bare scalp to the sun, mate, while you're playing handball. Oh, mate, melanomas aren't being yeah. turned not off a by the fact for me that you're in I was, I was inside a, uh, at the library with my real friend's books. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to wear a hat for two years, mate, and I made, a, I made a friend. You'll never get burnt with us, Joe. We're just made of paper and a spine. <laughs> Stroke my spine, Joe. They say as they like go up in flames when you light a matchbook to a copy of the slap that doesn't cooperate with you. <laughs> Had a weird childhood, mate. <laughs> Joe fucked books. Um, <laughs> so we... <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to tell anyone. That sucks. <laughs> oh, it's fine, bro. Um, yeah, like, we're... I remember being like, all right, so I wore... Yeah, you're a rascal. I wore a tradie shirt yep. that I got from Lowe's. Fun. So I got a, a green tradie shirt. Funny. A black beanie. Can uh, I guess one part of it? Please. Going off tradie shirt and black beanie. Speed dealers crossed your mind. You're 100% right. Yeah. <laughs> and, I had, and I had like long socks. And like, I remember getting to school and the dean of students just, because this is game day for him. Yeah. He's like standing at the gate and he's like, ah, uh, Brett, quick word. And I come over and I was like, and immediately prepared for this. I was like, tell me what rule I've broken. I'm wearing free clothes, the free clothes day. And he's like, you've stretched the limits of the imagination of the student leadership team. And he kind of smirked. He's like, I respect it. <laughs> it's, very, it's a very judicial way to put it in a way of, you know, mm. here's the legislation that the student leadership team and mm. you've stretched the law just to its breaking point, but you've fallen within. I was like, bro, I just want to go to the tuck shop and get a fuse. Leave me alone. Yeah, legit. Unre- oh, because you, yeah, you were before the era of the healthy tuck shop. No, fuse was healthy. This was at the beginning of that. Oh, fuse, fuse was like oh, fuse is the juice. It's the juice oh, that tastes healthy, like actually. Yeah. yeah. Fuse was sick. Cocaine. Yeah. A lot of this episode has been about terrorists and I endorse it. Yeah, bro. But well, yeah, so. Do you think there would be an epidemic at Indra State High School of mm. rascal? But you'd kill any rascal spirit if it was free dress every day. No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they. No one, would, no one would give two shits. It's like, for lack of a better word, the schools that naturally have a lax uniform policy. It's then no longer subversive to like not wear your tie. Like who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Top buttons didn't have the currency that yeah, that they did. No. Which I mean. I got tagged like second day of year eight. What was that again? Where they grab? They the- just rip the tag off your tie, and oh, it doesn't right. actually substantively cause any problem. But to me, it felt like you know how in like prison environments you hear about really weird ways people show dominance over another. Yeah, like you turn out another inmate's pockets, and he's like, "This one's mine." Yeah, so well, I felt you- when I got fucking tagged outside like a science class. Yeah, you're effectively served with what is the private school boy equivalent of a shanking. Yeah, legit. Oh no, my tie. Oh, and then you're like, oh, and then it's just ripped. a massive competition. <laughs> my father will hear about this, but. My father will hear about this because they play golf every week and they're very good friends. They're probably going to talk about it. Yeah. You we're going to go to a gather. We're probably going to go to gather in a couple of weeks and your mum will come down and say she went to nursing school with my mum or something. <laughs> then we'll all drink one watermelon cruiser and not talk to the boys <laughs> till They talk to us. I've been thinking so much about gathers this week. I don't know why. Well, they're illegal, mate. I haven't mate. seen anyone. Be. Get that out of you. Get that out of you. Yeah, get out of you. Dude, imagine being, in, mind. imagine being in year nine trying to, like, underage drink for the first time now when, like, <laughs> fucking gathers are illegal. Like, already the alcohol was illegal, but even your vessel is gone. I can't imagine what this is doing to both the double black industry and also the Mount Franklin industry. Oh, uh, Because, you know, drinking 
one out of the other was really a hallmark of growing up. Yeah, definitely. I can't imagine what this is doing to the warm gin mixed with Coke, mixed with soda water <laughs> industry that someone would have in year nine and be like, here, try this. It's liquor. And you'd be like, why the fuck does anyone drink? This is disgusting. God, does the back of the Volvo smell like lots and lots of alcohol yeah. and a cherry? <laughs> at the end of the day, the people I feel worse for is the um, DNMs on the circle of chairs at the party <laughs> industry. They <laughs> really strap them. Oh, there's a lot of crushes not going this yeah. close. A lot of gathos at Indro <laughs> in places like Indro State High, St. Peter's, a Lutheran College. Mm. Ooh, a Lutheran. And um, a pack of filthy Lutherans. Well, okay. Yeah, I, I have no other. I have nothing, nothing else. Otherwise, then uh, I'll say, and this is classic for any big suburb, it's a very detailed Wikipedia page. Yeah. And it's a little, I'm always a little bit like, get over yourself. Yeah, I agree. Because I love that there's there's this random book. So I live in Grange and there's this random book that's like 200 pages. It's a history of Grange that has like been out of print for 30 years. They got 200 pages out of that. Yeah, legit. I don't, oh, there was a massive murder like two streets away um, from me. Like, that's awesome. In the 50s. It's awesome. Like, so could do cool. a podcast about it, but we're not true crime at all. No. Um, just a woman got murdered outside a house, but they never found the killer. Yeah. Um, but. Very sad. Uh, like, I don't mind, like, a detailed book about a suburb, but the detailed Wikipedia page, fucking get over yourself. Well, it's a city on a river, and don't you ever forget it, kid. I think it's time, Joe. First, oh, yeah. talk a little bit about contemporary Indrapilly. Ah, uh, yeah, because we didn't do that in Wikipedia. We, yeah, that was all... Yeah, it was all <laughs> very historic. factual, historic. <laughs> yeah. Almost boring. But what's the fabric of the suburb these days? What are, you know, that's what the listeners want to know. I'd say the Indrapilly shops... Uh, Indrapilly Shopping yeah. Centre as formal title. It's not a Westfield. No. Uh, which is kind of makes it stand out a little bit as a rebel in the pack. It's, I mean, first thing to observe about it, it's fucking enormous. Huge. It has to be, not just in terms of like, Chermside is big, but it's a very contained building. It's like one massive rectangle. Yeah, this one's sprawling. This is this sprawling shopping centre that has like streets, like a drive-in BWS. Like, I guess the uh, busway sort of yeah, throws think, it, but they have to accommodate for buses. I think it's important as well to just acknowledge from the outset, like when we're talking about contemporary Indrapilly, we're talking about what Indrapilly means to Brisbane as much as what Indrapilly means to Indrapilly. Yep. And for most people who live, you know, and love in Brisbane... It's the shopping centre. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, Yeah, it's a good one. It's huge. It's also like the thing that I would note about it is that growing up, and we've spoken a lot about high school this episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't in, Intro to me has such a high school flavour. Like, yeah, I'd agree with that, actually. It feel, it was the kind of place you went to when you are in high school. Because, like, to be honest, as soon as you leave high school and turn 18, you go to the city in the valley and that's about it. Like, there's no need for you to really go to suburbs no. where your friends don't live in. Like, we don't go to the Mansfield Tavern for a beer. We don't go to the Indrapilly Hotel for a steak. No, perhaps we should. But yeah. the I would say not the now. <laughs> yeah, well, we're doing a pocket <laughs> stomach. Um, the only real place to give the city, and by the city I mean your Winter Garden, Hungry Jacks oh, yeah. area where teens would congregate, I think it's the only place to give it a real run for its money as an after-school hangout. Hundred percent. And I mean, I think there is so much to say. Like I was an absolute Winter Garden rat. Were you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. doesn't doesn't surprise me. I wasn't. Much. A la- how lax were your parents with it? Oh, pretty lax. Okay. After after school, I was because because I was you such a nerd as has been camp. Were your books allowed to come to Winter Garden <laughs> with you? Mate? But I think my parents were so 
happy by the prospect of Joe might be hanging out with some friends oh. that the <laughs> the amount of rope I was given. Oh yeah, sure go you can go to, to the city. Do you want some crack? <laughs> yeah. Like I remember one occasion, like we we just left the Winter Garden. Would have been like year ten or whatever. Um, and my cool, dangerous mates went Ooh. into the alley next to Brew and smoked a cigarette. And it was the time when like my school captain campaign had mentally begun, and I was just <laughs> paralysed with the fear that my dean of students would walk down and see me next to a cigarette and just be like, Joseph, I'm very disappointed in you. He's like, I'm here going to enjoy a juicy burger at Brew and I have to look at a young person inhaling a (laughs) cigarette. (laughs) But yeah, I think like, you know, the culture in the city, even when, because I used to, you know, I used to work in the city before this pandemic hit and you're, uh, what? Where do you work in the city? Just like a firm. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant in school. Oh, no, I mean, right, like, oh, recently, yeah, I, what I'm going to say is, um, uh, and, and I'll get to it, mate, is the energy on a Friday afternoon, even when you're in your 20s, just looking at the uniforms, the excitement, the sense of opportunity is so fun. Yeah. Whether it's Hungry Jack's, going on down to uh, McDonald's. Now, weird for me, grilled was a bit of a scene. Interesting. And that sort of links it back to that. Indro. That upstairs grilled at Winter Garden yeah. wasn't there when I was in school. Oh, I think okay. I think that landed. No, actually, that's a lie. It was there in school, but I think we'd potentially growing out of. You're probably of the growing city. out of Winter Garden. Yeah, yeah. You're, not, you're not Winter Gardening in Year Twelve. That is like the height of fucking creep city. It was definitely somewhere we'd quickly duck down to get a burger before debate Debating? started, which yeah, is a cool legit. sentence that I enjoyed saying. Yeah. Um, Subway Spring Hill or uh, yeah, 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 grilled Winter Garden. I um. The place where virginities are kept, um, but I, but I definitely <laughs> think. Oh, right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was definitely somewhere where Winter Garden wise. I also like. Um, I remember that was like the big kind of negotiation of my childhood was how late I could stay in the oh. in because I uh, my parents were reluctant to let me go to the city, uh, and then I eventually ended up going. And, well, you were a rascal, mate. I would have been bloody. Yeah, I, I, if I had a rascal for a son, I'd be trying to lock him up too. But this rascal was so rascalious that he got away with it, and I got to the city. But it was always like, well, we'll be picking you up at four thirty, and I was like, what the heck? Because oh, you only really get the girls' into the city school. At about mate, the girls' schools aren't even that. You think you're getting from the girls St. Margaret's get to Winter about, Garden? Girls you get, get there, there at about there. quarter past four at fucking. You're best. getting there at four fifteen, bro, and then like you almost have like a game plan chat with the boys on the way down and then you get half an hour to mm. really affirm those male friendships that mean so much to you before the girls arrive. I was like, mum, 4.45. I will very quickly tell this. This is a quick side yeah. But I, there was one one of the first times I was allowed to go to the city, I'd managed to convince my mum on the uh, premise that I um, had a... There was a girl, a, hu- a girl I had a huge crush on. Oh, yeah. Um, I felt, who? Can we... Yeah, oh, it was Armony, whatever. I don't oh, care. yeah, nice. Uh, people yeah. who are listening who know it. And um, so I was like, oh, I really want to go to the city. And mum was like, oh, okay, well, you know, young love, we'll, we'll let it happen. And oh, I. That's awesome. Yeah, well, sick. And then I'm at, so I'm at school that day, and in the, in, in the kind of year nine area at lunch, uh, Sparksman, Tom Sparksman, oh, yeah. has uh, brought his elbow down on a meagering sauce packet. It's exploded, <laughs> and the the, ch- the chili the, the chili sauce has like ricocheted through the air and got in my eye. So I'm like, and I'm like, I'm losing my mind. I'm like screaming. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So I so I get taken to. <laughs> So I get taken. So I get taken to So Nurse Grant, I get taken to stick. So I get, useless. I get taken. Oh, she's a lovely woman. Oh, lovely woman. Lovely woman. Not not in complete you control a, of you her craft. Brain hemorrhage. You're getting a band aid. So, so I get taken to the uh, nurse's office, and I'm sitting there, and she walks. <laughs> Shit, you not. I'm I'm sad that we've named her now because we're about to. I'm about to drag her to the. Oh, I do love her. 
<coughs> Lovely lady. But I get, so I get dragged into sick bay and they're like, this boy's just got chili in his eye. And I'm screaming, I'm, I'm writhing. Um, you know, me not one to downplay any <laughs> misfortune in my life. Yeah, yellow uh, shirt. Bravest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. So I get, so I get like, pulled in and then she goes to Google. I shoot you not. She Googles on her like 1998 Microsoft and she's like, um, oh, how how to quell chili essentially, and she yeah. and she sees milk, so she runs to the staff room, oh, comes man. back with a two liter bottle Which of Paul's also, milk. They always kept milk in the staff room because if diabetics had a diabetic attack at Terrace, the policy was to give them a sandwich and a glass of milk. I mean, so there was always milk. No, I'm sure also the teachers just liked having milk. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure like some of them had a cup of tea. Yeah, that's they right weren't true. just sitting there like, "Why is this milk here?" Oh, it's for the diabetics <laughs> for the and diabetes. only the diabetics. We replace it every two days. It's for the diabetics. Enjoy your black tea, mate. We can't be using this milk. So then I was like, so Ms. so the nurse comes. Oh, we've got to stop naming it. The nurse comes back, <laughs> lies me down, and I shit you not, pours an entire two liter <laughs> bottle of milk on my face. The brain freeze was worse than the pain from the chili. At this point, I've like gotten up. I'm like, oh shit, shit, shit. And she goes, oh, we're gonna have to send you home. So Mum turns up. Oh yeah. And she's like, what are you going to do? We're going to go home. And I was like, I don't want to go home. I want to go to the city and see Harmony. Yeah. And would your mum have given you the rope to go home, get changed, drive back and go to the city? Or? Well, mum just left me at school. She was like, listen, this kid doesn't want to come home. What, isn't it a parent's dream to be begged to stay at school? Ah, oh, fair play. Um, yeah. So she was like, I'm just going to leave. So she leaves. Here's the problem. I'm covered in crusty milk. So I go down oh, to the shower. disgusting smell. Disgusting smell. So I go down to the showers. It's like me and Toby and some of the other guys. And they're like, we're like, like kind of just vigorously trying to get the crusty milk yeah. off my uniform. We think we've got it to a, uh, uh, to a great standard, but uh, it might shock you to learn that the <laughs> cleaning standards of year nine boys isn't exactly A grade. No. Go to the city. Toxic as anything. Walking along. Yeah. Up, up St. Paul's Terrace there. I'm thinking, you know what? I've oh, yeah. pulled this off. I may have a red eye. Uh, but but St. Paul's walking with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, St. Yeah. Paul's is with me. Jesus was the on The rock side. upon which you build uh, a crush. I did look back and I was like, oh, geez, why is there only one set of footprints in the crusty milk uh, paste at this point? And Jesus was like, oh, man, that's, that's where I fucking carried you, mate. Mate. <laughs> now let's get to the city. and carried you with milk dripping on me. It was terrible. <laughs> now let's get to the city yeah. and take some selfies. Yeah. Now while uh, we're here, um, uh, it's interesting that the coronavirus rules affects the Last Supper. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's now three episodes in a row where you've made some banal fucking disciple joke. Yeah, it's how I get into heaven, mate. Is this now? Anyway, so then I- In the city. In the city. The girls arrive, 4.15. I'm thinking, yeah, shit, I've got 15 minutes to yeah, make what, this thing happen. How girls like go get a coffee elsewhere? Oh, they probably do. St. Margaret's as well. Oh, um, righto. So it turns up, the crush of my life. And I walk up to her, thinking it's great. I go, hey, how are you? And she, no doubt, just goes, God, what's that milk smell? <laughs> <laughs> and I just went home. <laughs> Catch a train. Mum pick you up. <laughs> Mum picked me up. Oh, that is crushing, Henry. And didn't that set the tone for the rest of your life? It did. It did. Sorry. Yeah. So that's this guy of- always smells like milk. You know, I know podcasting is an audio medium, but um, trust me on this. But yeah, in the intro food court. Um, sorry to take a step. Is a lot like Winnegar in a lot of ways. It's. One thing that you've observed before and I want to bring up mm. is that the food options at the food court, like, for one, it's chaos there. Like, if you just oh, want to- so It's the last days of Rome. I, I was studying at the Indro Council Library, which is in the shopping centre. What Again, libraries bizarre. in your past, mate? <laughs> yeah. But I was there once, so I was like, oh, I'll just pop down, like, to get some food. And it was fucking, like, chaos. It, it is was bedlam. so rough. And, like, I just I just have this, like, very distinct memory of just the- Audio, bleh, sorry, just the like audible volume oh, of mate. that food court on a Friday afternoon. The it was din. just, it was insane. It was, it was comparable to a nightclub. This place, there's fucking food flying through the air. It's so much screaming and yelling and just like people shouting across the room. It's funny because when I was a kid, I was like, I love Michael, being a part of this. Michael, Michael, can I have a chip? Yeah, 
Also, how many how many blokes named Michael do you know in primary school? And if anything, surely they're going by Mike. Anyway. <laughs> Mikey. Mikey. Mikey 180. Anyway. Good so, nickname. So, good bloke. But yeah, they always have also the second choice of food. Like it's um <laughs> it's not a great <laughs> yeah. food court in like I think the Chermside food court's a very good one and, and the city's very good, but it's like, yeah, I want I want Mexican. Uh. Guzman? Nah. Salsas, mate. Yeah, it's always a salsas. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, we'd love to give you, you know, this. Uh, with, oh, I'm trying to think of an example because I think there is a KFC there, but it's like, oh, yeah. we're not. But there's an Porto as well. Yeah, there's an Porto. There's um, Just there's an things. absolute dog shit uh, Chinese buffet. Oh, thanks. So bad. I think I paid like fifteen dollars for a plate there once, and it was just inedible. I had to bin it. I usually go to the Porto. At which point I bite into my double Bondi burger and the chili sauce comes back, gets me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, it's happened again. <laughs> you need the milk. But yeah, I mean, there's a very iconic boost there. I um, I actually looked this up, bro. I think it's, oh, yeah. I think it's, I couldn't find any stats because <laughs> to no one's surprise, no one gives a shit about this. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was, it, it's got to be one of the highest turnovers of boosts. Oh, it's absurd. And boost is not cheap. Like a high turnover at boost means you're making a lot of profit. Like how fucking expensive is it to chuck some mangoes with milk into a blender? And I love how they're always like, oh, do you, for 50 cents extra, do you want extra mango? I was like, motherfucker, I was assuming you were putting as much mango as, as, you, as could you could possibly fit into I that I always cup. think like if you could have had, it should be at the point where more mango would just mean I'm basically eating a mango, like a fruit salad with some milk. Yeah. Like a smoothie should have unequivocal mango. That like presents. if you pay $9, we'll just give you a mango in an empty cup. Yeah. Um. The other thing, uh, who's the... Janine Ellis. Yes. Janine Ellis. Yeah, she's the yes. founder of Boost. Who's Janine also, sticks with me, not her last name. She's always she's on Shark Tank. Yeah. So she's kind of held up as one of the great... extraordinarily successful entrepreneur. Mm. Like, um, Multiple businesses, but I think Boost Juice, she was like, we got to get these whites. Boost Juice is one of the great ever. I don't know why, but in my mind, Boost Juice and the Pancake Manor are like yeah. soul brothers of just getting white teenagers in <laughs> yeah. for no real apparent... Like, Boost is not... I always Healthy. say those racist possums getting a mango yeah. magic on their afternoon as well. They're like, now this is a drink we They're can like, support. They're like, now I like this. But like, Boost isn't. Boost did the greatest ever job of not making healthy food, but just the appearance mm. of we're fit and friendly. I think, though, here's one for you, a bit of, bit of business know-how on a Brisbane podcast. Excellent. I think they were murdered by the, like, vegan revival. Oh, like was, a oh, Charlie's yeah. Raw Squeeze, yeah, like, yeah, actually... Yeah healthy food and just cafes doing very good juices just doing stuff yeah i think a boost is a product of i think like 20 to me like 2013 brisbane like but they're in, just everywhere i mean that's why janine is like so good at being on shark yeah. tank it's like, and it's like when the people day. come in to pitch their inventions yeah. they're like now here's one for you janine a raspberry crust and she's like i've done that get so out been there done that a strawberry surprise huh the only thing that's unsurprising is your fucking ideas come on shark tank still going from- <laughs> is it I don't know. I don't know. You'd How have good to- would Shark Tank be if, like, if their idea was rejected, they got in- dropped into a tank of sharks, <laughs> and the stakes were just so high. I mean, if Shark Tank was still on now, you'd think the only episode they'd want to be running is like, uh, "What have you invented, guys? Um, we have the cure for coronavirus." <laughs> <laughs> but isn't Shark Tank taped like six months in advance? Imagine that if like an episode of Shark Tank airs this week, and it's like, and now. Uh, Michael and uh, Claudia feel like they have an invention that's really going to blow the sharks out of really the water. And they're like, your socks off. And they're like, we've come up with the cure for coronavirus. <laughs> and they're like, I'm going to invest. I'm going to invest. Janine's like, have a free boost. I'm investing. I'm investing. I'm in. 
and they're all in, and then it's like everyone's celebrating, and then they're like, "Hang on a minute, Channel Ten, we know you filmed this at least six months this out. This was have you shot been in s- September. <laughs> have you been sitting on this?" And they're like, "Oh, we didn't want to. You know, we didn't want to spoil the episode. Can't step on the ratings in this in this economic climate." And everyone's like, "But this economic climate wouldn't have happened." It's also like you've just given everyone the vaccine. It's just like, hang on a minute, we've just found out that this was recorded before coronavirus started, <laughs> and, and that's a big episode. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, sometimes for ratings, you got to do whatever it takes. And they're like, did you create? <laughs> and then and then Janine's like, please try the bat crush. <laughs> Would you like an and original size for 50 cents extra? We'll put in another bat. <laughs> the <And> pro- pangolin. <laughs> the producer of uh, Shark Tank picks up the phone, calls another great uh, Channel 10 program and just goes, Husey, <laughs> we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> we need the fixer. But yeah, yeah no, boost. Very exciting. But I think that's that's Intrapilly's shopping centre. It's mm. everything. It's a zoo. It's the last days of Rome, but it's very Brisbane. Very Brisbane. Even the fact that it has a shitty pig and whistle is just fucking peak Brisbane. Even even that pig and whistle, which they did up recently. All yeah. the pig and whistles. Actually, I have a, I, one, one great memory from Intrapilly's shopping centre. I think like a New Year's a couple of years ago, I was running out of beers at like... 10.30, and it turns out the BWS there on New Year's Eve obtained a licence to be open till midnight. That's awesome. So got in an Uber and just raced there, got a case, and the energy from Uber drivers at about 11pm on New Year's Eve. <laughs> loosest thing you'll ever see. That's so be like, almost like, do you want to take the wheels, son? Come on, let's go crazy. It's Indro. Um, uh, how good. But uh, you have a story for me, don't you, Henry, about contemporary Indropilly. Moving away from the Indropilly shops now. Mm. Uh, this is one that, again, a good friend of the show, hilarious comedian and uh, all-round great person, Katie Wheatley. Good uh, Good bloke. Um, she came in when I was texting her about this. She goes, you got to talk about the pumpkin man. What? you got to talk about the pumpkin man. Can't, can't say I've ever heard of the pumpkin man. Well, people in Indrapilly, this one might uh, stand out to. Now, I have to say- I, I love stories like these. Well, like, like- yeah. I sent a fair bit of time in- um, in Indrapilly just because I was uh, both with uni and then Katie and Joy also lived at, at St. Lucia. So we spent a fair bit of time yeah. in that area. I was going to say also like worth, worth acknowledging that St. Lucia neighbours Indrapilly and you'll like, if you're at uni and you want to go to Macca's, like you go to Indra. Like 100%. it is the neighbouring one. Review, if you're at camps all the time, you go to Indra a bit. Like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. totally. Uh, so Pumpkin Man yeah. is a local who walks oh. around and so effectively my understanding of it, I could be butchering this, but my understanding is this guy has seen... 24 hours a day. Okay. All around the streets of Indrapilly, wheeling a shopping trolley full of pumpkins. What the fuck? This sounds like something out of a nursery rhyme, but I promise you it's not. It's not a nursery rhyme. It sounds like something out of a horror movie. Or, you know. It sounds genuinely terrible. Well, the original nursery rhymes of, like, the Grimm Brothers and stuff were were scary. Yeah, they weren't nursery rhymes, Henry. Humpty no, Dumpty no, was no, a sexist um, <laughs> broadcaster yeah, in the original. Bro. I'm trying to think of another nursery rhyme and I can't. Oh, Jack and Jill. Mm. Um, horrific infighting between siblings there. So they weren't anyway. So they were siblings. Oh, whatever, man. So they they were like effectively trying to backride a romantic relationship for Jack and Jill. They were a bit of a Jamie and <laughs> a bit of a Jamie, <laughs> Jamie and Cersei <laughs> Jack and Jill went up a hill and oh God, stop! <laughs> Let me just turn. They didn't trip and push the water. Over. <laughs> so they yeah, effectively this guy just walks around the streets and he's you know not to not to paint too. Mm. Um, Vivid a picture of him, but he, he looks haggard, and so he walks around the streets. Haggard, haggard. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's not haggard, so he walks around. <laughs> so he's not haggard. Uh, so he walks around the streets, and uh, he like is seen 
you know, people going to the, the Maccas that you mentioned, yeah. kind of 2, 3 a.m., especially if they've been uh, up late doing an assignment or some making a little bit of the ganja, mm-hmm. and they are going around and it's like, oh, the shit, there's Pumpkin Man, it's 4 a.m., he's still out oh, with his yeah. trolley full of pumpkins. And here's the other thing, mate, he's orange. What? <laughs> like he's got a really full-on fake tan? <laughs> he's, no, he's, he's literally orange. What the fuck? So, <laughs> so Dude, this sounds so the, scary. The theory <laughs> is that he... Eats so many. <laughs> he eats so many pumpkins that he's turned orange. I'm not. I'm not kidding. It's not even like it's just the reflection of the pumpkins coming off the trolley. Uh, they, did he? Did he think it would be like carrots, where like it gives you night vision but makes your skin orange? Well, the, yeah. And he was like, I'll eat a lot of roast pumpkin. He just got the vegetables wrong. He's like, he's in, he's impatient. He's like, that's the carrot, isn't it? They're like, oh, that's a pumpkin. So he's like, it'll do. Yeah, that's fine. It's orange. It'll do the job. But it's not an orange, crucially. Yeah, that is fucking terrifying. I don't understand why Indrapilly residents don't kick up more of a fuss. I don't know. Yeah, it's not like. Ziggy from Tawong, who's like a cool homeless guy. Well, no, this guy apparently is very nice. Like, if you talk to him and say, like, people yeah, obviously sure. were a little bit scared at first. Is but he they- giving away pumpkin? Why does he have pumpkin? I don't know. I don't know if it's like a Halloween field small business or anything like that. Yeah. But I think he's, uh, from what I understand, I wish we could get another person in this room without breaking the law. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he he was effectively is just seen with this there trolley walking around. So it's a bit of a, I don't really have a conclusion, but it's just yeah, that no. that is an indripilly. Uh, quirk, I suppose. Well, Henry, Pump- another Indrapilly Indrapilli quirk that I'd like to talk about, and speaking of local heroes in Indrapilly, there's one man that springs to mind, and I can't say I know his name, mm. but I know where he lives. But we know his story. We know his story, and I think this is, this is a classic Brisbane received knowledge passed down through the generations. Though it didn't happen that long ago. It happened when I was alive. It happened... Um, um, it is, of course... The fat dude who got stuck in his apartment on Walter Taylor Bridge. <laughs> okay, so but the I, I'm gonna I'm get funniest thing to ever happen. I'm gonna get an article up here, and Good. I and I want to note that this is from the Sydney Morning Herald. <laughs> so it's interstate. This is getting- from the top. It's insane that there were apartments in the Walter Taylor Bridge. So this was that's just bizarre. It's. Bonkers. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. <laughs> so yeah, you all know it. It's the it kind of leads from Indrapilly to Chelma. It's the mm. it's the bridge there, and yeah, people live in there. So extremely important bridge links the west side to sort of the metropolis in a lot of ways. But there's these apartments, and I'm sure if you've ever driven past it, you'll see it. Look it up, and you'll see there's apartments. Well, it, it always gave off like round the twist vibes to me, like yeah. a white house keeper, <laughs> yeah. but there's no fucking lighthouse. He yeah. just keeps like. His weight. Well, I think this one it could be around the twisties, as yeah. I'll uh, as I'll tell you. So, um, <laughs> he did get around the twisties. Hey, uh, good little bloke. The headline. Yeah. Bridge rescue. Three hundred kilogram man <laughs> in intensive care. Now, I don't want to. Oh. Oh, oh, we don't have to. <sighs> it's so hard because it's the funniest thing ever. But I also have a lot of sympathy. Three hundred is massive. Like, that's that's really big. Like that's in that's crazy. Lovely guy. Lovely guy. Gee, you wouldn't want to. Been in an intensive care bed nowadays. It's also just like you wouldn't get a lot of sympathy. Yeah, so a 300 kilogram man who was winched from a Brisbane tower. <laughs> don't Win- shut up. <laughs> who was winched? <laughs> Joe, shut up. A 300 a 300 kilogram man who was winched from a Brisbane tower by crane. Um. Oh, after suffering an asthma attack. So I, I oh, kind I, of, yeah, I just because you have, asthma. I have asthma as well, so I get it. Yeah, um, but you're not 300 kilos, and you don't live in the Walter Taylor Bridge. Not yet. Um, <laughs> a 300, an asthma attack in his apartment remains in intensive care and hospital. Very serious. The 57 year old man oh, is a young. resident in the Walter Taylor Bridge, which has two towers at the ends of the bridge span, each with their own apartments. Mm. Well, it's funny with the Walter Taylor Bridge is when I first, um, when I saw the South Tower go down, I thought it was an accident, but. <laughs> 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 what I'm saying is jet fuel can't melt <laughs> can't, can't melt, melt um, can't melt fat. Bit. <laughs> Shut up. Nah, so keep going. 
Police ordered the closure of the bridge just before 5pm yesterday after paramedics were called to assist the 57-year-old morbidly obese man, oh, oh. Oh, all right, Sydney, um, who was experiencing breathing difficulties. Uh, the emergency services used the crane to lift the obese man from his apartment on a Brisbane bridge. Do you... This, oh, that's a caption. Sorry. Do you... Um, just quickly, do yeah. you think... Because I've always thought... Because... So, you heard this story when it happened, right? Yeah. I didn't know about this till I was like 17. I was like, like right. I, I knew this quite recently. I've always wondered, so do you think when they craned him out... At any point, was he swinging over the Brisbane River? Because there never would have been a worse time as a crane operator to have a slip of the thumb and just let this bloke go into the brown sack. I don't know. Oh, this is. I feel so sorry for the it's guy. So, it's, it's, it's an incredibly sad story. And good on him for living there. That's, you know, one of the most iconic apartments in Brisbane. I don't think there's... I assume he's still alive, but I don't... Yeah, think, he lived. He lived. Yeah, yeah, he, I, he's fine. He's totally okay. And and also, to be clear, um, if he was just living in a normal house, he would have been absolutely fine to get down the stairs and call an ambulance. It's that the staircases in the Walter Taylor Bridge apartments are, are, like, appallingly narrow. Like, full credit to him. He, he'd accidentally ended up living in the worst possible environment to him to live. We're not saying it's just some random dude. He had to be, like, craned out. Yeah, you have to... You have to say that it is kind of the equivalent of an albino being like, I might move to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Turinga Fire Brigade Station Officer Steve Marmoda. Cool name. He used to do porn. Who helped <laughs> coordinate the rescue operation, said medics rendered treatment at the scene, but a decision was made to remove him through a third floor window using a crane. That's awesome. He was taken to the Royal Brisbane Hospital, which where he remains in, in a critical condition. He, d- he, lived, he lived, he lived, he lived. I looked he this lived. up. It is believed he suffers from a number of health complaints unrelated to his obesity. Uh, Mr. Oh. Marmota said, We got the call to assist the ambulance guys about 2.30pm, but being inside, being inside a bridge and given the age of the structure, there are two flights of concrete steps that were deemed too narrow and too difficult to manoeuvre a stretcher down. A decision was made to cut out a window in the room where the patient was and get him out onto a crane. It all went pretty smoothly. <laughs> just, official, just official, just official uh, fire brigade language. There. I, I also love. I would love to interview as much as anyone the bloke on the scene who first made the call or the idea of, "Hey guys, what about a crane? Yeah, we got cranes on the back of these fire trucks, cranes. and we never get to fucking use them. Yeah. What about a crane? We got a crane. They're like, I mean, that's a full credit to this bloke. That makes sense as well because, like, if I was a firefighter carrying a three hundred kilo man downstairs on a stretcher is incredibly difficult. Like, what's funny is that the crane seems ridiculous, but learning about this, it's rapidly presenting as the only logical way. What I like most... Yeah, couldn't agree more. And what I like here, to us, the cost of something like this doesn't matter. It's about getting the patient to safety as quickly as we can. Good on you guys. And that is a beautiful Brisbane spirit. The rescued man is known to residents as a reclusive person who has shunned the attention brought by living in the former toll bridge. I know I feel bad about doing a segment on a podcast about him. Um, The apartments (laughs) in the (laughs) tower... Shunned attention, did you, mate? Anyway, <laughs> might live in a bridge. Bad block for us to hear about. Um, the apartments in the tower are owned by Brisbane City Council. Oh, Here we go. Just a bit of fact at the end. The Walter Taylor Bridge uh, was built in the early 1930s with accommodation in the northern and southern towers designed for a toll keeper and a bridge supervisor. It was built using suspension cabling used in the construction of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Okay. So they got some of the leftover cables, made that. Um, yeah, so they were des- the toll keeper lived there and the bridge supervisor lived there. That's fun. That sounds like the set up for like a great little children's novel, like the yeah. toll keeper's wife or something. Yeah. Uh, so you know what? That is a great, vaguely, 
vaguely inspiring story. It's a very Brisbane story. I think yeah. it speaks to a few things. Very sad that this guy got himself in a situation, um, but awesome that he lived in such an iconic. You know, yeah. good on him. Good on him and for for living there. Brisbane, and it's Brisbane in a lot of ways because it's both like obviously like a beautiful spirit of like community and solidarity and being willing to help. But Brisbane just has this undercurrent of absurdity that is embodied by this. Yeah, I like agree. in Sydney. Or like Melbourne, I think it would have been like stone cold serious. You know, it was a very difficult task getting him out, but he's currently in hospital in a critical condition. Fire chief here was like, now obviously carrying him down the stairs, bloody difficult. So we thought, <laughs> crack open a window, get out the crane, no dramas. And uh, at the end, it all went pretty smoothly. <laughs> yeah, very. As well. I can imagine. I'm sure he cracked a forex gold as he said it. But there you go. I think that is a fabulous note to leave contemporary intro on. Yeah, uh, because it's the Walter Taylor Bridge. It links it all. Does Indrapilly? And if anyone's gotten through to the hour mark in the episode, Henry, it's the question that'll be on their minds. Does Indrapilly fuck? I would say this is a bit of a, uh, I suppose, abstract answer in some respects. But we deal with those because fucking is an abstract concept. It is indeed. And As glad- we wanted to make really clear when we spoke about real people last episode. Yeah. It's abstract. And I'm glad you said it so I didn't have to, mate. Um, <laughs> I would say Indrapilly potentially does not fuck. But okay. Indro... Ah, uh, okay, that's Which, fun. So I'm talking about two sides, but it's a semantic trick. Indrapilly, audience. Indrapilly is like school and uh, kind of bush, bushland. It's like a family, family home you save up for. A lot of parks. I actually we didn't mention this in the Wikipedia wig out. Yeah, because we mentioned everyone literally everything else. Everyone in Indrapilly has fucking enormous backyards because they all back onto a park, which I think mm, is cheating. Very cool. Someone's like, I've got a huge backyard, but it's like, no, you just have a fence. That me, opens up to a park. Me and a good mate of mine, Joe Karen's from school, we used to have a system that was actually developed in Indrapilly because we'd spend a lot of time around our friend uh, Schmidt's house uh, and we'd muck around and we'd go to the numerous parks that were on offer and we came up with a system called uh, the Mum Ranking for parks. And it was essentially, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how many mums was it? And it oh, was yeah. measured on the thing of how many times would a young child or toddler, uh, upon being taken out for a day at the park, be like, Mum! Mum! When they made them leave. So, oh. like, Winch would be like, I don't want to go home from the park. Oh, I thought oh, your mum scale was about how many mums was there. I was like, why is that a scale? Why is it not just a representation? No, and, 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 I mean, it goes without saying, this, credit, was, in, mate, well this was in 2014, obviously. Now, you know, it could be mums or dads. Paternity leave is, uh, you know... And a really little, important policy that will support when we run... Mm. In 2028. When Joe runs for mayor of <laughs> yeah. Brisbane. But I run for Lord Mayor because it sounds hot. Yeah, it is hot. <laughs> Lord Mayor's fuck. Uh, I would say, yeah, so we were used to, like, and that was a system that we developed okay. of like, oh, this good, mate. So what we're talking is like, a one is like a bench and some grass and yeah. maybe like a shitty swing. Yeah. But then we're talking like kind of the upper end. If you want to get 10 mums, you got to have either a huge one of those spider's webs. Yeah, like a tower, so fun. Or risky. one of those things. Yeah, risky. Or one of the... Oh, risk is part of the danger of I think. I think that's why kids find playground sexy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I wouldn't have said sexy. But, I, I would. Uh, and then those... Or if you don't have a spider web, you're going to want to have one of those things where you could get on like what was essentially like a cart and ride it on a track, a oh, pedal mate, cart. Around, you know those ones? I'll raise you one better. Oh, yeah. Uh, piece of rope. 20 metre platforms apart. Oh, Flying yeah, fox. yeah. A yeah. dead Flying fox. A dead set hanging by your arms with pace. Flying fox. Nothing like Minimum it. Minimum eight mums. 
Oh, yeah. Minimum. You know, it's getting you nine mums. Oh, yeah. Not a uh, handheld oh, one. You one around the legs. One and then the when legs. you hit the bit at the end, you're swinging. You're like at a right angle to the oh, ground. How did all kids not die from that shit? It's so dangerous. Dick and balls just get crunched, <laughs> but you love it because you're having something. You're like, oh, oh, because also, <laughs> you're pretty prepubescent, so it's like, it still feels quite exciting that something's happening. <laughs> Do you remember that park? What's that park? So are you Brisbane? saying your sexual awakening was a sit-down flight? Oh, thoughts? yeah, 100%, mate. Sit down, lap dance, it's all similar. Um, <laughs> what was that park? And, and I'd love anyone to write in about this because I've wondered it all my life in Brisbane, where it was like a massive frog and the slide was its tongue. It's a real um, park. Yeah, no. Like, it, and I'm, that oh. was fucking 10 months. Now, is that's a, little, a kid's park. Is it Mini Yippee? Or like some like No, that, I thought it was like uh, Eastern Suburbs. My guess would have been Carina? like... Where, oh, it could be. West End or... Wasn't in Mowbray Park. Was there like jets of water coming out of the ground? No, well? totally different. That's this was ten dry. Mums, by the way. That's getting your ten yeah, mums. Jets Any of water. sort of water element. Uh, this is dry as a bone, but it was a massive ceramic frog and its tongue was the slide. That sounds like you're getting 9.5, 10 mums. It was just breathtaking. Like the sort of imagination that went into this slide is just incredible. Well, not a fun slide. It wasn't that steep or fast, but you're going through it. A frog's mouth. Well, Adrian Trini, you know, the city's re-elected you if you want to bring yeah, more animal-themed parks. You knew Victoria Park thing, like a journey through, you know, cows have five stomachs, make each one a different slide, done. Maybe each week we'll find a park in each suburb we do yeah. a rated out of uh, mums. Fuck yeah. Joe Karens as Let's well. Let's do it. Full credit, he was Joe Karen's as much segment. a co-author um, this. But speaking of, back to, back to the point, because of all the parks, Indrapilly itself doesn't fuck. No, I, I, I agree with family, is family friendly, non fucking, non horny. Indrapilly is like you've been a yuppie for ten years, but now you've got a wife. The first kid's on the way. You want to settle down. You've got a great salary. You want a good mortgage, good house. Okay, love. Let's move to Indrapilly. Whereas I would say Indro. Oh, it fucks. Teen energy. Indro it's, takes virginities, man. Yeah, <laughs> Indro. <laughs> Indro. Indro fucks. Indro's like mucking around. Drinking, uh, it's going to the Indro shops and I, I'm throwing li- your salsas chips. I literally have head. a Canadian club and dry in my hand right now, and that's peak Indro fucking. That's very that's intro. you know someone's got two double blacks. A the warm bus, Canadian like being club. at the back of the bus oh. on your way into Indro from school, that fucks. Yeah, I think I- I- Indro felt like you know you were almost like a Normandy landing esque D day into the shopping centre. Yeah, with yeah. that air of eroticism in the air, that fucks. Yeah, which we're all right to say because we were young recently, hundred percent. And also, I would say. As well, a, a quick other thing. Yeah. Something about Indra Pili that doesn't fuck. This, I've kind of shoehorned this into this segment, but it was just a weird thing um, in terms of something that took away from the energy of the place. There was a, um, near one of the primary schools, there was a van. Oh, yeah. Constantly parked there. Oh, and I don't sucks. know if the person lived nearby or if it was there. It's a black van with the darkest possible legal tint on the windows. Oh, yeah. Black van, legal tint, always parked near a school. The number plate was personalised. I shit you not, it was called Kid Taxi. <gasps> the name of this van? No. It was, it was. Is it? Is it a dude with an appreciation for irony that is the I best was like, I was like, seen? dude, like, you, you just can't be a pedophile. No. I assume pedophiles are like better at it than that. In fact, I don't have to assume. I know. I worked in it for 18 months. Not as a pedophile, by the way. <laughs> no, is, no, no, no. Was, he wasn't like an apprentice pedophile yeah, in <laughs> the legal side yeah, of it. Yeah, which I, I get to keep the JobKeeper payment, though. So that's good. Hey. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say that's... Do you have a different take? I say Indrapilly doesn't no, I, fuck um, Indro I, fucks. I totally agree. Um, yeah, there are two Indrapillies at the heart of Indro. I think it's, it's a very large suburb and it's multi-layered. There is a teenage sexual energy in Indro fucking that is unlike almost any other suburb in Brisbane. What do you say we just go to the Osborne Hotel and catch up? 
Uh, thanks very much for listening, everyone. That brings us to the end of Unpacking Indrapilly in the Unpacking Brisbane family. We hope we've answered all the questions that you've managed to keep on your mind up until an hour and ten minutes. And we actually haven't decided on the next suburb we're going to unpack, so if you want to message us on Facebook or Instagram mm. or Twitter or just reach out personally. Yeah. Uh, we're very thirsty in general, so if you send a message to the Instagram page, you'll probably get a very lovely response. Yeah, you will. We're, we're onto that. So, uh, yeah, feel free to uh, let us know what suburb you want unpacked, and we'll see you next time. Fabulous. Fabulous.